This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria, with my co-host and daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Hides. We're going to have a very interesting show today because we're going to talk a little bit about signs and synchronicity and miracles and, and things that happen for people after they've had a loss. So let's get started, and, and why don't you introduce our guest? Okay, Mom. Our guest today is Sherry Cassidy, and Sherry has a law degree and a master's degree and is about philosophy through her classes and offering spiritual guidance and seasonal retreats on spiritual topics. And she has also been on our television show, and you can watch her there. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you. Oh, Sherry, it's so great to have you on, and thank you for also being one of our Open to Hope authors, so people can go to the website and read um, where things that you've written, so that's great. Well, I like um, talking about what we're going to talk about, signs and synchronicity and that kind of thing, but let's start a little bit by telling people a little bit about your grief journey. Okay. Well, my husband and I have been married for 35 years, and we have three children. Tyler's 34, and Cassidy will be 30 next week, and um, our youngest son, Timmy, we lost in 2010, in April of 2010. He was 20 years old, and uh, he was a student at UC Santa Cruz and had a skateboarding accident that night coming back from a party and uh, took a very hard fall in the dark on pavement. And um, he lost consciousness right away, uh, but we were able to be with him in the hospital um, and uh, the next morning, they declared him brainstem death. But we we stayed with him. He he stayed in his body, or his body stayed alive for another few days while they preserved the organs for an organ donation. So it was a you know obviously very traumatic um, loss. And we've been on this journey now for four and a half years of working to understand and just process our own grief. And when I say our, I mean my husband and myself, as well as our two older children. And we've really worked together to support each other and kind of see how our griefs, our separate griefs kind of unfold um, giving each other space and, and support as well. Well, well, let me first say I am so sorry about your son. And you were kind of on the spiritual path before he died, weren't you? Yeah, I really was. And, the yeah, the spiritual journey was really a priority in my life at that point four years ago. But then when Timmy died, it just became even more urgent and compelling in terms of really trying to make sense of what our life is about, what happens when we leave our bodies, what what the afterlife, if there is such a thing, is about. So it's been it's been an even more um, intense, rich journey since that time. It's such a traumatic freak accident that happened to you. I mean, this kid was in the prime of his life and, and hits his head skateboarding. My heart goes out to you about that. The other thing I wanted to say was I'm, I'm, it's such a beautiful thing that he donated his organs and that as a mm-hmm. result, you know, of unfortunately his loss, all these people were given a new lease on life. And I love, I love yeah. that story. Um, yeah, and that was one of the connections. You know, we've taken the time to reach out to the people who 
received his organs. Four men from age 28 to 66 uh, received organs from Timmy, and um, and it's been interesting to meet them and and incorporate them sort of in our extended family. Um, and you know, the, clearly their gratitude at um, having received the gift of life from from Timmy. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about miracles and synchronicity because, you know, uh, you made that quote. Do you want to give that Einstein quote that you have? I, I think you have it on your website, and you also sent it to me. I, I think this is such a great quote that, you know, we can live our lives as though everything is a miracle or nothing is. But the fact that it also comes from Einstein, you know, who's really kind of the pinnacle of the rational mind, you know, the scientist, and um, and that even coming from that kind of a perspective that he can see the magic and see the miracles in life. And I think that, you know, in a time of grief, when when there's so much darkness, we do have these openings and and things happen in in time when these natural occurrences happen at a time that's really poignant for us. So that even even with a very rational mind, Einstein could see that. And what I wanted to kind of talk with you about today was that whole phenomenon and that we have some of these kind of magical moments and for me they feel like connections with Timmy that culturally and then personally we tend to kind of push them away or resist them or dismiss them and I think that you know part of that is just our our vulnerability and and being in deep grief there's there's sadness and sometimes there's fear and and anger, and that that may cause us to um, shut down to some of the um, opportunities. And now, now, give us an example of a synchronicity. Well, one silly example was just that you know, as you said, I I just started writing for the Open to Hope website, and that was just um, a couple weeks ago. I wrote my first article, and I've been meaning to do this since we did the TV spot in June. So it's been four or five months since I've been in touch with you, and I wrote the article, and okay, I'm going to go on and post it, and I opened my web browser to go into the Open to Hope website to post my first article, and I have an email from Gloria. Right. Who I haven't <laughs> talked with or been in touch with yeah. for four or five months, and right at that moment, the I email appears. It. So it's kind of silly, but but... I pay attention to those things, so I'm thinking, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is encouragement from the universe that I am supposed to submit this article and kind of get um, more focused on sharing some of my experience. So, so that was one um, silly example, but um, but I think these things happen and they're they're powerful. And you know what? I think I think uh, if I had written them down since Scott died. There have been a lot of synchronicities, but you kind of say, oh, you notice, and then you kind of pass on, but it kind of lifts your day. I don't know. What's your thought on that, Heidi? Have you got any synchronicity stories? I, oh, a lot of them. I agree with you. And, and the more we pay attention to them, the more that we notice them. We're always saying those kind right. of things, Mom. Um, yeah, and, we and I do think that as we pay attention, they, they tend to happen more. I mean, how many times have all of us thought of somebody and they call, you know? Or something yeah. like that. Um, or thought we were going to see somebody, and all of a sudden we run into them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Interesting. Well, let's talk about divine signs for a minute, too, because I want to get to what do you do when somebody's resisting them and you're having them? Does the world have to agree that they're real? But let's talk first about synchronicity. We know what that is now about divine signs. 
the divine signs I think of as basically they're natural phenomenon, things that happen in nature all the time naturally, uh, uh, the butterflies or or dragonflies flitting about or rainbows, waterfalls, or the way clouds form in the sky and how they pass. I've seen so many heart-shaped stones in the last four years, I can't tell you. It seems like when I walk the beach, every stone is shaped like heart, which I had never, you know, kind of paid attention to before. I don't know if there's something in the the way that tide hits that, that forms these heart stones. But so they're naturally occurring phenomenon, but sometimes they happen in a dramatic way and they happen at a time that is really powerful. So for example, we have some some dear friends who lost their son um, when he was just four years old. Um, they had just visited us uh, here in Kauai, and um, then he passed away a few months later, very suddenly, very tragically. So many years later, they decided to come back to Kauai, the two of them, and and visit. So as they came in and we greeted them in our home, we looked out to the horizon and there was this incredible brilliant double rainbow mm. and it just felt that this was for their son and our son and the four of us standing here together you know it's it was a natural phenomenon for sure but it's the first time I had ever seen even that kind of a rainbow here in Kauai. Now, let me stop with that for a minute. I don't want to pass over it too fast. What a wonderful magical moment and what a wonderful joining for you with that couple. It, it, it's phenomenal. I have to believe that it's more than just a passing moment. What's your thought, Hyde? I absolutely agree. That It gave me chills when you were talking about it, Sherry, because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I mean, some of the things that happen, they do just absolutely give you chills. So let me give one more example, and we'll talk a little bit about resistance. But part of the reason to give the examples is because it does give credence to our experience, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, in in January, um, after Timmy had died, so it was about nine months after he had died, um, there was a business meeting in San Francisco, um, and I thought, well, I should go, you know. It's it, been long enough. I can go to this meeting. So I drove the hour up to San Francisco and um, went to this meeting. It's at some ritzy hotel, and the restaurant in the hotel is called Zingaro's. I've never been there before. Um, So we have this professional kind of social meeting, and I'm totally not engaged. I'm feeling really low. Nobody's kind of acknowledging what's happening for me, and I left there just feeling terrible. Went home just sad all night long, tossing and turning, just feeling completely miserable. Um, And then during the night, I was thinking, oh, gosh, we're going to Portland tomorrow. It's going to be cold. I don't want to go. Um, That weekend, the 49ers were in the playoffs in January. So I thought, I know, I'll I'll pull out Timmy's 49er jacket. it hadn't been taken out of the closet in the nine months since he had died, but I thought that'll be perfect because I'll be warm and cozy. It's 49ers, and it's Timmy. It'll be perfect. So when I got up in the morning, I go to the closet, pull out this jacket that has not been touched for nine months, put it on, cuddle into it, reach into the pocket, and there's a matchbook there, and it's from Zingaro's. Oh, my gosh. From Zingaro's restaurant. So strange. And I look at it, it's like, no, this can't be. But, no, it's the same restaurant, the same address, 
That's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, Heidi, talk a little bit about our dimes, because, you know, it's been 30 years since Scott died, and Heidi uh, came to visit us recently, and uh, one of the kids that was there, other grandkids, too, were in a golf cart, and and she says, I'm golfing with him, and she says, Grandma, I just found something on the ground, and she picks it up, and it's a dime. We find lots of dimes, and then we go to the golf shop, and my husband, who's a total skeptic, Called. Were you there, Heidi? Was it you that he called over? Yes, I was there. Yeah, tell that. <laughs> well, we, we just went around the corner, and uh, there, lo and behold, again, it was a really shiny dime. They were both 2014 dimes, and it was right on the ground again. And I was like, okay, this is so... I'm like, Dad, look. And we all looked at it. It was just it was just very strange. We, we find them all the time in very random, strange places. Cabs in New York City <laughs> on the seat, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and so... You know, they're just dimes. They're you know, right? But, but they they appear they appear at times that are really important, and they well, appear that's the frequently. Other thing, yes, we were talking a lot about my my cousin Michael Cole, who was just who just drowned a few days ago in Hawaii, and it was a really big blow for our family, obviously. And we were talking a lot about him this weekend over Thanksgiving because we had just gotten the news, and talking about how we knew that my brother was there to greet him as he entered heaven, and these kind of things. And you know. Dimes, we were seeing dimes more than usual, and I, I do believe that that is a sign, yeah. that they are together. Mm-hmm. So does everybody have to believe in my sign, Sherry? Can I enjoy them anyway? Can I have them personally if people are skeptical? Absolutely. And um, and I think that, that, I think that, that, one, it may be something that we want to protect and kind of hold close to our heart and not necessarily share with a lot of people because we don't want to hear other people dismissing it or uh, right. interpreting it or rationalizing it away. Um, when we when we decide to share them, I think that we just need to be careful who we share with. And it's not about convincing anyone because we hold that meaning in our own heart and it doesn't really matter if other people um, see it or, or believe it. And we, we have to recognize that we do live in a culture that is very rational and dismisses the magical. Um, right. But it's a really powerful source of comfort and consolation. Whether you believe that it is a message from beyond, a connection to the loved one, um, it just has to make you smile. Right. When you see that dime in the most unlikely place at the most perfect time, it just has to make you smile. Right, exactly, yeah. And so maybe very early on it may make you cry, too. But later on it does it does give you more of a smile. So let's just kind of give people a couple of tips about uh, noticing signs or whatever. Do you have a couple of tips for people on how they might get a sign or might notice? Or I think that um, it's mostly just about paying attention and um, and just being you know, having your eyes open, and then it's just, it's just noticing it. And, I, and as we've talked about before, every grief is unique, and everyone is entitled absolutely to sort of take their grief journey as they will. But I would just encourage people to be open to the possibility and then, and then take it for what it is for them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, Thank you for being a miracle in our life. We really have enjoyed meeting you and look forward to our uh, future friendship through Open to Hope.
Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me and for the synchronicity of this morning. Thanks, Sherry. Keep doing what you're doing and enjoy Hawaii. Well, Heidi, uh, interesting show. So I, I want to recap a little bit that people need to pay attention, keep their eyes open, and notice uh, things around you and, and have it as your own experience. Not everyone has to, you know, believe in it. And plus, sometimes you don't want other people interpreting it for you. Some of these things are, can be uh, a little sacred for us, don't you think, Heidi? Absolutely, and I think it can be so comforting when we do have signs because we really we really want to know and kind of believe that the person that died is at peace right now and that they're in a place of peace, and I think signs kind of reassure us that that is the case. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're amazing, and they're fun. Yeah, they are. Well, thanks for listening to our show today, and Heidi wanna re- and I want to remind you that if you've lost hope, lean on ours till you find your own, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.